0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the One Health Podcast. Episode two. We're back. We've learned a lot since the first one. I'm not going to lie. I was I was a little nervous. I don't know about you. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to do a much better job of having uh, some organic conversations. Um, today we have the one and only Stacey Boyer. Stacy, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, for those of you that don't know, Stacy is an award winning author, owner of Motivating You and Team Motivating You Elite, motivational speaker, personal trainer, competition coach. Am I missing anything there?
1: I don't, I don't think so. I, mean, <laughs> I think you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I love it. So, I pretty much read the headlines of what you do. Okay. I went on your Facebook and your Instagram and kind of just kind of perused it i guess a little bit but i didn't dive too deep because i really wanted to genuinely kind of
1: you didn't go through all 16 of my social media <laughs> <laughs> i mean i did not goodness i did not
0: <laughs> um yeah because i i just generally wanted to discover i know um you and antonio have been working together uh-huh. for a while now and i'm curious i want to hear the whole thing so i guess to start Uh, Bring us up to speed on your story. How did this all start? Was this a a dream of yours from from childhood, or did this just kind of organically develop as you went along? How did that go?
1: Well, I guess if we go all the way back to the very – beginning, um, I mean, I was athletic in school with sports and cheerleading and stuff. But when I was about 13, I met Rachel McLish And she was Miss Olympia at the time, right? And so um, female bodybuilding back then, because I'm 47 years old now. So when I was 13, uh, body, the women's bodybuilding basically looked like what women's bikini does now. But for me, that was like an ideal look. Like I saw that and I was like, I want to look like that. And I want to embody that, you know, empowerment, um, that that type of woman. So and I was young, but then, you know, as I got older and just trying to find my way in the world, I went into the military. So then I was in the Navy for twelve years, but I was in I was a hospital corpsman. So it was the medical field. Oh, okay. So I, my my whole my whole existence of what I do now pretty much started from me wanting to make people healthier, improve their quality of life, um, finding my way in the fitness world through, uh, medicine and physiology, not, you know, anatomy and physiology, but like not just, um, aesthetics or, you know, the gym aspect of it. Like now when personal trainers get certified for me, it was more about digging into, um, illnesses and injuries and improving people's quality of life from from that standpoint because of my medical background in the Navy and so I got my first personal training certification back then when I was 18 so I've been I'm almost 48 and so I've been continuously recertifying and getting certified in pretty much anything from jumping on a trampoline to Pilates reformer. Yeah. I mean it's whatever's happened throughout the years, I've jumped on board to learn.
0: What was what was like the leading cause I know nowadays there's like NASM and ISSA, what was even uh, a big certification back then. What was well, the organization? Well, in the very beginning,
1: believe it or not, WITS. It's like world instructor training okay. uh, programs, but they really aren't that popular popular now. So yeah. I've been through WITS, I've been through NASM and ACE and ISSA. So I all ISSA Master of Fitness Sciences. So I'm basically certified in every single thing that the ISSA offers. Okay. So but I've been through all of them throughout the years. Cause like a lot of, you know, I was with Ballet Total Fitness and they wanted us to do different programmings and different workshops and classes. So we were, you know, up to speed on what was really popular, you know, from that time. So, yeah. I mean, it's decades for me. I've been doing it for 30 years, you know, it was like three decades, a lot <laughs> changes
0: as long as I've been alive I know I I often say that I'm like I've
1: been doing this for a job as long as you've been alive
2: yeah I'm only 28 so (laughs) listen so listen to your elders Antonio (laughs) seriously all right well Stacey tell us okay so after the Navy you were already while you were in the Navy you were already focusing on the fitness uh aspect of things competitions how did you get into that
1: well i didn't actually start competing until i'm going on my 11th year of competing now so i uh, my son that you guys met out there drew is 12 and it was right after i had drew my friend michelle green um was had been competing for a few years and she was worked with me at bally's as a trainer and she was like saw me and my body and she was like you should totally do it and i'm like really and i had never even Thought about it at that point. I was always a fitness professional and a fitness enthusiast and a personal trainer and a Group X instructor, right? So the competition piece of it was like, you know, I look back at Rachel McLish and I'm like, I don't never thought I could attain that. But my friend said I could. And so she like literally gave me her bikini. So (laughs) I, in Ottawa, was my very first competition uh that I ever did in in 2007. And I did figure back then. Um, and I got second place in figure short. And then I moved into fitness and bikini from there because I could never get as big as I needed to be to be competitive in figure. But then I just, I've done, I'm about to do my 33rd competition in October up in Wisconsin. Wow. And I set out, you know, I, I set different goals for myself, but I've continuously been, been doing it for a long time.
0: So for those that aren't familiar with the bodybuilding figure competition world, what is the difference between we have physique, right? And then what's the other one?
1: Well, for women, okay, so there's women and men, right? And you you figure there's like stages of of muscle development. And for the layman like listening right now or watching or whatever, it's like think of going from bigger to smaller. And if somebody's watching right now and they look at me or they look at uh, pictures of me on social media, I'm fairly small. Um, Even though I have muscle definition when I compete, I'm fairly small in comparison to the women that do figure. So they're bigger and they have fuller muscle bellies. Then you've got women's physique, which are more conditioned, more striated, more, even more developed. Okay. And then the women's body building, which is bigger than that, which is kind of phased out, even though the yeah. women are very dedicated, but it's it's sort of phased out. And the, with the men, um, there's no men's bikini per se, but the, the more, I wouldn't say small, um, the men's physique class is I would consider it a more marketable presentation. So if you can think of the men that you'll see on covers of magazines, okay. um, in commercials, that mo- uh, the majority of the regular public can identify with and go, ah, oh, I could look like that, or I could do that, okay. right? They've got the board shorts on, they're always smiling. It's like the guy that you see at the beach that you're like, oh, that guy's hot, you know, good looking. <laughs> but then it goes bigger and bigger. So you've got the classic physique, which is really, for those of us that have been in the business a long time, classic physique is kind of like the old school. When you see Frank Zane and Arnold and what they used to look like okay. back in the day, um, posing, and it's just the iconic look of bodybuilding. For... Is,
0: that, is that what you're doing? No, he's doing, doing he's doing
1: men's physique because he's just starting out, okay. and I want him to be you know in like the first level and then move up. Gotcha. And then bodybuilding with the men is obviously the biggest and yeah. takes uh, a lot of time and a lot of toll on your body. And a lot of building, unless you've got genetics there already. So, phases. Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was always curious. I heard those terms thrown around a little bit, and I didn't know, you know, what the difference. I just thought it was all one thing. I think the general public just thinks it's all one thing. A
1: fitness competition, basically. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they think. But it is, you know, I'm glad that there's different places to fit us in, you know, so we all have an opportunity to succeed.
2: Yeah. Tori, I'm pretty sure you thought I was doing a figure competition. (laughs) Which is what you said the other day. That's yeah. for, oh
1: my gosh, that's for girls. No, I got at. No, Antonio at, looks great. He looks great. I mean, I don't know. Do you walk around with your shirt off for him? I, or no? I, I don't. I, I mean, don't. Okay, he doesn't, he doesn't. I'll show you some of his progress <laughs> pictures later. He's doing so good. I love it.
0: I love it. <laughs> so, so you started. Okay, so you're doing competitions, and then you got into. Um, were you? A personal trainer while you were doing those competitions. Too. Well, yeah, so I got my—I've
1: was... been a personal trainer since I was 18.
0: Okay, okay, so, so those were going yeah. hand in hand.
1: Actively training people, doing nutrition, working on—you um, know—every aspect of of mobility and and you know, pl- like look at Pilates, look at yoga, kickboxing, um, strength training classes, uh, boot camps, like all of that stuff that we all you know do in the gym. Kind of are all part of that. Yeah. But yeah, personal training, and I'm still doing it.
0: Okay, so at what point did you say, okay, I'm doing these shows? How can I start coaching people to do these competitions? When did when did that transition happen? Um,
1: it it really started because people started asking me for help. So, okay. uh, you know, ten years ago, there wasn't. Uh, there's a few of us around the area that have had. Uh, teams per se, from back since back in two thousand and eight. Like my friend Jake Gardner, he's Team Bomb Squad. They're awesome. He's one of my good friends. Him and I have been around for a good, a, a while, good while, but it's been uh, progressively growing to where coaches have created this this uh i don't know the team concept but nobody was really out there to guide anybody and for me i was like wow these girls are sort of just going into this blind right yeah and there's so much posing food workouts dialing in glam hair the suit the shoes the jewelry the tan like all of that stuff and i handle all of that stuff for my people, men or women, like every aspect of it is part of the program that I provide. Not only that, but I keep these, the girls need my protection more than the boys do, but girls, especially in the social media age, are always approached by shady characters. So I like to be that person that they can call and go, who's this, should I talk to them? You know, uh, somebody said I should take this drug, and I'm like, nope, you don't need that, Mm -hmm. right? So I wanna be that voice of reason somebody that's gonna research something that's gonna stand up for them and the women need that they need a a, a woman to be there to be on their side because it's a day it's dangerous and toxic
0: I think the current state of the fitness industry and you know some of this falls on the consumers shoulders too but it's take this pill in 30 days you'll look like this right Right. right? which
1: is which is nonsense yeah you've got to have all the factors You have to have the food, you have to have the workouts. Supplementation is important if it's the right supplementation for you. But yeah,
2: yeah and, and everybody and the,
1: wants a quick fix though. It's the path of least resistance, so that's why. Yeah. And the marketing knows that, mm-hmm. you know? Three days and you're gonna, it, <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, one, one, one aspect from being a client of yours that I love, and my wife has worked with you as well, Kayla. She'll probably kill me for saying that, but <laughs> but. We've... Don't worry, Kayla. I won't show anybody (laughs) your progress pictures. (laughs) Just Antonio's. (laughs) I have noticed a change in myself. You know, first of all, thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Because you've helped. I mean, I've gone from my first... I think I sent you a picture the other day where it was my first... Progress photo, which is like a mugshot, no uh, smile, just you're so shy, nervous, I apprehensive. Sent it over, and now it's like, like the I'm only like person <laughs> that
1: ever saw you with your shirt off was Kayla. I, that like, might be true. It actually. might be true. That might be true. Actually, you were like, oh no.
2: So now it's like you know I'm I'm sitting there and it's eleven. I've got thirty minutes to posing. I'm like, man, let's get this. Yep. Let's let's go. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think
1: uh, and you're so confident. You know, you're oh, yeah. smiling. Yeah. You're posing. You're you're, you've got a proud chest, your posture's changed, you're just a different person. That translates to every part of your life too, Antonio. Not just the fitness, you know? No. It, the way that you look at yourself here, and then the way that you deal with any business venture, the way you you, you come up with ideas, it, it's all connected.
2: So I, I just think that that's an amazing part. And how do you manage, I mean, I don't even think Tori realizes how many people you work with. Mm-hmm. or How yeah, do you manage current- all of those? I, I
1: typically have about 150 clients at any given time and I have, um, you know, I have my, my business is very large online and it's grown over the past decade online. And, um, I, I just, I'm very organized. I use technology and I've taught myself how to use technology. I mean, I do my, if you look at my my website, I did that myself. So it's, if I don't know how to do something, I go on YouTube and I find out how to do it. And then I organize. I have days that I do specific things. My Monday is my day for my check-ins. And people need to check in by a certain time so I can tweak and update. And then I have different days for different aspects of admin and different parts of you know what I update. But then I, you know, people think I'm crazy, but I make myself available from 5.45 in the morning to nine o'clock at night via texts. So I have a very personal connection with all of my clients all of the time. And I have a second job because I got a night job. I call it my diversification of the hustle. Because <laughs> I have a, I have a side beautiful. hustle. That's beautiful. I have a side hustle that funds my main hustle. And that's why I'm able to open my studio September 15th. It's because I've been working oh, Top Golf four nights a week okay. and saving. And now I'm able to open that and expand my, my business model to go back to where I can have people face-to-face. Gotcha. So, um, and obviously I'm going to have to, work on my time management with that because it's taking, it's gonna switch some things around. But I mean, you know, when you're your own boss and you're an entrepreneur, you just, you figure it out. I know being in the military helps me though, cause that's right. kind of my mind.
0: Discipline, it's, right?
1: Yes, my mindset, I'm very task oriented. I have to do lists every day. I have like yellow legal pads and every day I've got a list and boxes. And I'm very, like, task-oriented, I guess, is the best way to put it.
0: <laughs> so how do you – okay, so Antonio was joking about this earlier. He said you're working with a lot of divas,
1: Oh, right?
0: Yeah. Mm. Do you you, may, you mean, may get some of that. I'm well, not putting those words in your mouth. <laughs> uh, let me rephrase that. People who um, need your their Undivided, priority number yes. one. Yeah. Right? Yes.
1: Well, so, you know, in the competition world – okay, so I have lifestyle clients, and they're not – Quite like that because their goals are different. Okay. Um, And then the competitors, um, and I don't want to call them divas, but it's a very superficial, uh, selfish sport. And you, because you know at the end of the day, you're going to be half naked on a stage and having a bunch of strangers judge your body, right? (laughs) So it's super stressful. Right, and so at the end of the day, if there's somebody's paying me, they want me to make sure they're ready for that. Yeah. So I better make them a priority, which I do. Um, It does get a little exhausting though, because there's not just one or two people that you know; they all want to be the number one.
0: Yeah. So. (laughs) But. (laughs) That's gotta be tough. Yeah. It is. Um. So why? Um. I guess you said you were in the medical. Part of the part of the health and wellness area, mm-hmm. really deep down, have you have you always been in shape like this, or was there some other underlying reason that really drove you to keep doing this, to keep sharing, to keep coaching, on and on and on?
1: Well, I don't think I've ever been. Uh you know, I know people that come to me and they're, you know, 294 pounds. I've never been in a situation where I needed to lose 30, 40 pounds. There was one point before I got pregnant with Drew where I had significantly low iron and I actually was up to 150, which was the highest I've ever been. But my weight really is evenly distributed. And to, the, to, to just a stranger, I probably didn't look like I was out of shape or uncomfortable or whatever. Um, and And I don't necessarily use that as a reason for me doing what I'm doing. What uh, mostly it's not aesthetics for me. Like I want people to be in shapes. So they look good and they feel good. But I've learned over, uh, over the three decades is that people's mental clarity, getting a good night's rest, their energy level, their ability to be happy with themselves, their life and their families all revolves around this, this, this being healthy. Um, and it's, food does something to your body, whether it's good food or bad food. And when we have inflammation in our body or we're very acidic or inactive, then all of these other things happen. And it's a domino effect. So we don't sleep through night, right? If we don't sleep at night, then we get up and we're always on this hamster wheel and we can't catch up. And then we're not as productive during the day. And we don't get where we want to be in our our work. And then our relationships suffer. And it's all... Kind of connected to this, what we're putting into our body and what we're how we treat it. So for me, it's not necessarily about being overweight per se, because you could have somebody that is super healthy, right? Yeah. Um, happy, sleeping through the night or whatever, and I look at them and they're my height and 40 pounds heavier than me, but really they're super healthy because they're eating right, they're active, they're sleeping, they're productive in their job, their relationships are solid, they're balanced with work and you know work-life balance. So that's why I keep doing this, because it's the conversation that I want to continue to have. It doesn't stop at the squat rack, right? Yeah. It doesn't stop at meal prep. And that's why I've wanted to grow my business and expand it because it's really about, at the end of the day, the overall quality of life.
0: Yeah i completely agree
2: yeah and you mentioned this earlier your studio yeah and we let's talk in detail about okay. that because we've been that's very soon you're opening yes that up.
1: very soon
0: where is this where is so, this opening um,
1: up in naperville and it's over in the industrial park where solomoth brewery is and two fools brewery i'm excited it is because i've got like the garage door that comes open and oh, that's, that's the perfect. vibe i wanted for me um my main focus i just bought a a lot of really great new equipment big cybex pulley two tower systems and I've got a lot of stuff that I've had throughout the years but one of my main focuses with my studio is not necessarily like a full service gym per se Um, I have this motivating you hybrid flow program that I've trademarked it's specific exercises that are my going to be my focus and I want to focus on a lot of a lot of functional training and that and, and core, I have the Shark Fin Core uh video that I actually filmed at play, uh Eco Gym in Plainfield it's yep. on my my YouTube channel Motivate New Live and uh, eco's all over in that in that video <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the Shark Fin Core series is we'll link we'll link is, that up in yeah, the show notes yeah the Shark Fin Core series and the Motivate New Hybrid Flow are the two things that I'm focusing mostly on with what I'm doing and then my pageant prep stuff okay. and I have a stage that's built that is going to be for people in pageant world and bodybuilding world to work on posing and I'm going to be setting up lighting and, and, and tripods for videos so when people come in to, to work on that piece it can be just there's a little bit more for that experience for them. Because um, I've been worked with pageants for about eight years. I've been with Miss America organization, and I coach Miss Illinois. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I've worked with tons and tons and tons of pageant, pageant girls. Miss Illinois, that's uh, Grace, that's Miss Illinois right now that's heading to Atlantic City for Miss America. She's actually worked with me since 2013, yeah, so since she was young. Wow. Like, we, we've been working together, and she's a dancer, and she is in, obviously, the most phenomenal shape. I feel like she's going to be one of the best representations of Illinois that we've brought to Miss America. Um, she's a very well-rounded, smart, smart, amazingly talented young lady. So, um, but yeah that's kind of the studio. And then I'm going to do nutrition seminars. I'm going to do motivational seminars. I have about, you know, a hundred different programs that I do that on different, different topics, you know, like how to keep your cup full, just being motivated and the dear woman project that I do. And just things like that, 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 um, resonate with different people. I want to have a place where people can come and, and I can do that there. Yeah.
0: So As we keep going further and further down this rabbit hole, you keep keep mentioning, you keep mentioning, I'm in this business, I do this, I do this, I do this. Um, You are also a mother. You also have a family.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you find time in your day to balance the motherly side of things? And the entrepreneurial side of things, yeah, that you, that has to be difficult. You just had a party yeah. the other day.
1: Just yeah. had a party for my older son. Nine, he's nineteen. He's going to be going in the military in September eighteenth.
0: Congratulations! That's awesome.
1: I know. I'm very proud of him. Well, it's it's not always easy. Um, my husband works a lot and then and I work a lot and we have specific days of the week where we have time to to be together but as far as the kids go the thing is is that you know like I I do have two jobs right like the job that I do at Top Golf at night but the other job like I'm the boss right yeah so my boss is awesome (laughs) (laughs) So I mean if I do need a day off right you know I get it but You know, primarily my business has been run from my home, and I changed that business model early on when I created Motivating You because I was working so much. When I was at Ballet Total Fitness, I was the general manager, the fitness director, I did Group X classes, and it was, you know, really time consuming. And so, and before that, I was a health educator with Blue Cross Blue Shield. So I was away from Corbin for a very long time in the first part of his life. And when I had the opportunity to grow, to open my own business and grow my own business, you know, I was able to balance the family because I was able to be, to be home. Gotcha. And make it work. Well, I mean, and I got him with me. Drew's with me right now because it was like an hour drive both ways. And we're just talking the whole time, right? So we make, you know, you just make good use of of the time. It's quality, right? Sometimes it's quality over quantity,
0: I guess. Yeah, we talked
2: a little bit about that uh, last week, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's a common theme with a lot of entrepreneurs, like we said. I mean, you you get these guys and, well, girls too, who are staring at the TV or they're playing their fantasy football, you know, editing those things. And their kids are watching TV and let the TV raise their kids too. So, yeah, that's a common theme, you know, that we're hearing.
1: Yeah. I mean, and my my kids like games and they like their phones. And I'm on my phone because I've got 16 social media platforms to manage. So I'm not going (laughs) to pretend that we don't do that kind of stuff. But we are very cognizant of the fact that if I have the opportunity for him to ride with me and us to just talk, uh, you know, and go to a movie that he wants to go to, or have certain nights of the week where like, we go to Buffalo Wild Wings or something, you know what I mean, and do trivia night there, because we both love to do trivia. So it's just like you find something and you try to plan it, like just like we would plan anything else. Again, quality over quantity.
0: Yeah. I'm really curious. So I know that we've all attempted, and probably a lot of the listeners have attempted, this whole meal prep thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, for the competitions, it's much, much, much more in-depth and weighing of the food and stuff like that. What I want to know, give me some hacks to this thing, because when I'm meal prepping on a Sunday and I'm spending four hours prepping all my meals for the week, I'm sure I'm not being as efficient Mm-mm. as I could be. Mm-mm. And the problem that you know I run into, myself and my girlfriend run into, is... We keep cooking the same things all the time, because, yeah, this tastes decent, this and that. So, I guess, what hacks do you use to speed up this process?
1: Well, do you... Okay, so when people come to me initially, they have issues with it. I find that the number one mistake people make is that they try to prepare a bunch of meals. Like for the week, like they get all these little containers out and they start preparing all. That's exactly meals. what I do. Yeah, so I, 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 uh, I think that's. That's
0: not it. Stop that immediately.
1: Stop, stop <laughs> Yeah, stop that immediately. Stop that immediately. So, um, what I, what I do is I cook in bulk, and then just prepare for the day.
0: So, for example, you cook a bunch of chicken or you cook a bunch right, of steak. Right. So,
1: so what? You, yeah. So okay. you grill and like you. And here's what you do: you get your grill out, and you've got your shrimp, your chicken, your fish, your steak on the grill, and then you hang out with your girlfriend out there while you're grilling, and you listen to music, right? Or you've got a crock pot, and you put chicken in there, and it's 10 hours while you're not home. Got it. Right? Making a huge pot of quinoa, or a huge pot of brown rice, or putting sweet and while you're making the rice, your sweet potatoes can be in the oven at the same time while you're outside grilling. That's not going to take four hours, because then in the morning, you know, when you get up on Monday, if you got three meals, technically there's going to be at least two meals at home, and yeah. then a, a, a couple meals that you're going to have to bring with you. So make the two each day and take it with you from the food that you've made in bulk.
0: I've been doing it completely wrong. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, as far as variety goes, here's the thing I say. I mean, everybody wants to turn, like, every meal into some sort of ice cream social or Mexican fiesta. I mean, just (laughs) eat your food. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to taste like a chocolate donut. Just eat. And plan your treat meals. Plan a night where you're going to go out for Mexican, or plan a night where you're going to have chocolate cake and beer. Plan it. So you can get excited about it. Like every day, just eat foods that you enjoy. If you like ranch popcorn seasoning on your rice and your chicken, eat it. You know, eat your vegetables, eat your food, eat those stapled meals and look forward to the treats that are off plan. You know, like La Hacienda or whatever. So
0: do you, when you're, okay, let's say your lifestyle program, uh-huh. do you bake those cheat meals or cheat days into your yes. planning? Yes, you I actually okay. do.
1: So like, what I'll do is I'll have like their workout programs. I have a software program where I plug in everybody's workouts. And they log in on their phone and they go to the day and the workouts come up and the little people move and it tells them what to do. And then on that calendar, if they've got treat meals scheduled, I schedule the treat meal in, and then what I typically do is increase cardio around in, around the treat meals. Oh, so what okay. I do is, and, and if somebody's got a treat meal on a Saturday, I'm gonna give them fasted cardio Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Especially if they're looking to achieve weight loss goals, because this gives them the freedom to have like a reward for doing well during the week, but also keeps them on track and not taking steps backwards. So I figure all of that you know into the big picture
0: got it so here's another thing I'm curious about so you make these meal plans for these people I'm sure you've experienced this hundreds of times how do you hold these people accountable like let's say they're falling off the wagon uh-huh. and they're sending you progress photos uh-huh. is that a really hard honest <coughs> conversation to have with somebody how do you approach that well, yeah well I'll tell you right now <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you been reprimanded have Listen. you been reprimanded <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think
2: <laughs> i think within like a week of having my first meal plan she said how's the food going i said uh the egg whites uh, i don't i don't know if i like the egg whites she goes oh boy <laughs> after that i mean i i just i just stick to it and then also you're sending the progress pictures in yeah. every monday right that's gonna hold you accountable yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean if if somebody like is skipping a prog- progress okay, I've been doing this for so long, all right? And yeah. I'm going to I'm going to state this with all certainty and confidence here. Anybody that consistently sends me progress pictures sees results. Hands down, okay? okay. If you screw around and don't check in then I know you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, and you're not going to see results. And it's part of the program. I specifically state, I can't update or change anything unless you're checking in with me. Furthermore, you're not going to have results. You can't just be thinking that magic is going to happen. It's not going to. So I can always tell. And if somebody's weight, like, here's the thing. I want people to check their weight, but I don't gauge all progress on that. The, the photos speak volumes. Yeah. Right? I can tell a lot by the pictures. And sure, if your weight should be going down and it's going up, then those are conversations that we have to have. But a lot of times people are, you know, just deciding to switch out foods or, you know, uh, come up with their own. I, I don't know. I think you did that at one point. You were like, well, I just thought i <laughs> Um, I figured I'd, and I'm like, you figured what? That you, you, I mean, what about that? Like, what is this? You're competing. You what about you, what?
0: You thought you knew better than I the mean, I mean, I said
1: do A, How B, and you? C, and you thought, like, X, Y, whatever. I, gonna, no. I stick to my plan now. Yes, Pull you up. do. And, uh, and it's obvious. It's painfully obvious, right? Yeah. You're ready to rip your shirt off now and yeah. just pose, see? Because yeah. he's listening to me.
0: I'm just, I was I was curious about that because, yeah, I know myself, food, I love food so much. I just really, really do. I don't know if I could do what you guys. Yeah, are we doing, went out honestly. to uh, where? Where did
2: we go? Was,
0: was we uh, Bar Louis? Food. Bar Louis the other day, and I watched you eat literally and i felt really bad that i was eating <laughs> this deep fried chicken sandwich covered in cheese in front of him okay. and i honestly did feel bad about it for about 5 seconds and then i and then started you dived eating into that sandwich yeah. well
1: i mean we all love we all love food i mean i love food just like the next person you know but i've learned over time too that you know what what certain food works for me and what i feel good eating and what i don't feel good eating and i've adjusted you know there's so many different types of diets out there, you know that people, there's so many different things out there. Like everybody's got this trend for keto or trend for blood type or whatever. And there's really great things about all of it, like little pieces, which is how I prepare my program. I've got nuggets of what is really good and true from each one of these things that I've researched over 30 years. And everybody's different, everyone's different. Different body type, uh, different blood types, different, everybody's different. So you just work your best, 80-85% 80-85% of the time and give yourselves the flexibility to have a fried chicken sandwich every once in a while. And when you do that once a week, it's going to be fine. It's when you're eating that fried chicken sandwich every day yeah. is when it messes up your everything, you know?
0: So you, that's another thing that I was curious about asking you today, is the whole diet fad. So we keep seeing these diet fads come and go. The yeah. Atkins, the Paleo, the Keto... Um, and you, you tried keto. I tried keto while too. While training. For a marathon, which was the dumbest thing I could have done. <laughs> it didn't turn out too well. Let's just leave it at that. No wonder you're um, eating fried you chicken sandwiches yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that didn't turn out too well. But, um, you know, Antonio and I, when we meet with people, you know, at these gyms, I, I really, really try to preach that it's more of a lifestyle than it is a fad diet mm-hmm. because it's not sustainable. No. Th- those things are not sustainable. For you to do it the right way to live your life like that, we're too busy. We right. have kids, we have families, we have businesses to run. It's just not that way. So, so I mean, you've seen I'm come and go a lot of times. I've seen, event.
1: okay, so here's here's my thought process. And anybody that comes to me brand new, we specifically, I look at things like their body type first, body type, age and activity and goals. And initially a plan is always set up to be well-rounded meaning protein, carbs, and fats um, in, the associ- in, the, in the appropriate uh, percentages for the individual's body type, height, activity, goals, weight, whatever, age. So that's where we start. Then as I get to know the person and figure out what their sensitivities are, uh, uh, downfalls, what's working, what's not working, then we make changes. So then that's where we start looking at all of these other things. So if somebody comes to me and they're eating a very healthy, clean, plan, but they're having problems with food that is healthy, uh, chicken, uh, black beans, things that we know are clean, healthy foods, right? Yeah. Then I go further and say, what's your blood type, right? Okay. So I don't do blood type diet, but for me personally, I stopped eating chicken about a year ago, year and a half ago because I was starting to have these weird allergic reactions when because I was eating it. Like It was my job, and I'm AB positive, and chicken is poisonous to my blood type I don't eat it anymore and I've had a lot less belly problems gut issues like the whole constipation things like that I know that's a lot of information but uh, it's made <laughs> it's, it's, share it's, a made, it's made a huge difference for me right no. so then there's some people that do better with less carbs and more fats so that doesn't mean I'm gonna put them on a keto diet but it might mean that I might do carb cycles, where I have days that do have carbs and days that don't, right? So then I've got people that work in the bar that'll work 10 hours. When I go to work at Golf, I will work a 10-hour shift. I won't sit down unless I'm going to pee, and I won't eat. There's no time. So I have one shake that I bring with me and I bring a recarb product from Pride Nutrition that's 30 grams of carbs in a scoop that's a fast metabolizing carb. Great so, product, by Right. The way. So I, I do a carb that way, but otherwise I can't, I don't have time to eat. So I have a lot of clients that are in shift work like that and I do a modified intermittent fasting program for them. And I do different timing so their body has the ability to absorb and digest larger amounts of food and it's spread out through their work schedule. So I have different things that I do for different people that are all like I said there's something positive about all that stuff out there or it wouldn't be it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't be popular, right? Because it does work for some people, right? So I've got a really wide sampling of folks and some of them this works for, but I've been doing it long enough to where I've researched so many different types of diets and things that are out there. So I don't jump ever on a bandwagon. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm not going to jump. I don't say cheat meal. I say treat meal. I am actually opposed to a lot of these things that social media, you know, are on the bandwagon for. I will purposely not say it, not hashtag it, you know, because I don't, I'm not that person. I put in my time and attention to research the science behind these things before I incorporate them into my programming. So Does that answer your question?
0: Oh, 100% (laughs) that answers answers my question. No, there's just so many fad fad diets and all that stuff out there. So that's good that you take that approach. I mean, we even see in our industry with the trainers, they do a blanket statement for everybody and you can't do that. I mean, each person is, like you said, completely individualized. Yeah. That's really interesting about the chicken thing. I did not know that. Now I want to go check my board. Go, uh, I'm eating chicken all the time. You
1: want to follow me on Pinterest? Um, I don't have that one on my card because I only had room for so much. But on my Pinterest board, I've got. Uh, blood type diets, every one.
0: What's your so username on just Pinterest? Stacy
1: Boyer, just look it up. S-T-A-C-I-B-O-Y-E-R, okay. Okay. yeah. And if you go on Pinterest, you'll see I've got A B uh, O, A B positive, AB negative, like all of that stuff's on there because I've been just researching it. So I always just send people there when they've got questions. But I mean, if they're my client, obviously yeah. I, I go, I find out their blood type. A lot of people don't know their blood type. I know mine because of I'm the military. So, some people don't. But I really encourage people to find out what their blood type is. And again, I am not preaching the blood type diet. I'm not saying let's do the blood type diet. I'm saying if you're finding that you're bloated all the time and gassy and you've got, you know, your joints are achy, like, you, you know what, let's, and you're eating healthy, let's look at switching out. Maybe you should be eating lean ground turkey instead of chicken, you know?
0: Yeah. You mentioned supplements, and that was one of the other questions I wanted to ask you. So over the 30 years that you've been doing this, you've seen, oh my God, I can't even imagine how many thousands and thousands of products you've seen. Mm -hmm. You've probably had hundreds of people approach you, right, Mm -hmm. to reach out to you, to get Mm -hmm. on board with this, try this product, try that product. How did you sift through all of the noise that's Mm -hmm. going on in the supplement industry and partner with those guys at... Pride. yeah, um,
1: Because of their, the science behind what they put together and how natural their products are. So remember, you know, my whole, the beginning of all this for me was in the medical field. So I look at what food or what supplements do to the body. So some of the things that I am suggesting are like essential fatty acids and cod liver oil and apple cider vinegar. And the thought behind those and the alkaline water, right, and the quality, the, the way isolate instead of the way concentrate, um, the ingredients of the products that they provide, you know, like even the Seagon and you know ammunition and some of their pre-work items that are very similar to other products in the industry still have more of a natural uh, uh, raw ingredient than a lot of others. And so, um, and because of the fact that they believe like I do with the need to balance out your omega-3s and 6s. And, you know, I am a firm believer. Like when somebody comes to me and they're telling me, I'm really, I have, you know, no mental clarity. And I'm feeling really depressed. And I can't quite. Get motivated and wrap my head around what you know what I'm trying to do. And I and I ask them. I say, Are you doing the vitamin D in the morning and night? Are you doing the uh, lemon cod liver oil? Are you doing the calcium and the magnesium? Right? Uh, well, no. I'm like, well, that's on your plan. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you should listen to me in the So replies. because, and I will tell you this: I've gotten hundreds of clients off of antidepressants and an- anxiety meds. Um, women that had postpartum depression, I have gotten so many people off of those meds by incorporating the vitamin D and that lemon cod liver oil at night. And I, I tell you, it myself included, when I was 38 years old, I had this, it's when I wrote my first book, Um, I had this breakdown, I guess, you know, and a lot of women at 38 do where they go through this, what am I doing with my life? What else am I supposed to be doing? I'm, you know, and I cut off all my hair, I tattooed my neck and it was just a really weird time for me. But I actually went to the doctor and they put me on Prozac. So I was on Prozac for like 30 days and I was like, this is awful because up until that point, I mean, I was good to go. And then I was like, this is nuts. And so I started going back to what I knew. I needed to do for myself and I brought into that lemon cod liver oil again and I got myself off it all So again, I'm not going to suggest from somebody just listening to me, they're like, oh, I'm on Prozac, I'm going to go cold turkey and just do the lemon cod liver oil. No, <laughs> yeah, what, I do do with, what I do with clients <laughs> is that I taper them. I taper their doses, I cut their dose in half, I in, you know bring in the lemon cod liver oil and then we go every other day. We have a whole process that we do it and we always clear it with the doctor. So um, I mean, and it works. I've done it enough. I mean, I don't know how many times you have to do something before you say it works or it doesn't work. I yeah. mean, I guess we could do, you know, research project, but I'm just telling you firsthand. So, you know, healthy fats in your body, balancing out omega 3s and 6s, making your body alkaline, not acidic, finding foods that are not inflammatory are key, you know, to all of it, to all of it, to cravings, to not craving fried chicken sandwiches every day to making sure that you sleep through the night so you get up rested and you're ready for your day. You see how it's all like cycled. It's all one thing connects yeah. to the next.
0: What do you say to the people that go, um, I don't need supplements. I'm gonna get everything I need from my food. Are they crazy or what?
1: Um, it depends on what they're eating. Um, if if they are eating correctly and they aren't complaining about anything, then sure. You know what I'm saying? Like If somebody's perfectly happy with what they look like, what they feel like, and have achieved all of their goals and don't have any problems then
0: i don't meet very many people like that well exactly (laughs) my
1: point right (laughs) so if somebody comes to me and they're like i need to lose 30 pounds i can't sleep through the night i won't you know have sex with my husband with the lights on you know i haven't been in shorts or bikini in 10 years out in public or whatever i'm like well here's a few supplements that i think might work and here's a new meal plan well i don't take okay so,
0: do so you think this is going to happen if you wish it to happen? I mean, I mean, or?
1: How's your way of working? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, what do you want? You know. I mean, here's my here's my choices. For you, here's my options. Here's my thoughts. So I don't do it or don't. You want change? Make change. Yep. A lot of these people want all these changes. They want everything to happen right away, but they're not willing to do anything for that. Mm-hmm. They just want it quick in like a three day fix.
0: Yeah. It's not gonna happen. No,
1: and it, it, and even if it does, Tori, it's not gonna last.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned your books. I didn't know about the whole author part of what you do. How many books have you written?
1: Six. Six books.
0: Six books. Bucks. What's the last one that you just came out with? Well,
1: the last one is my is my Dear Woman project. So uh, yeah, what is, I had a what recipe book right before that. The Dear Woman Project are Dear woman letters that I write to women to empower them for change in any aspect of their life. And it started in 2016 on International Women's Day on March 17th. I wrote my first Dear Woman letter. And after I got 12 done, I decided to publish a calendar. And I did that. And then after I got 20, I decided to do a book. So it's Dear Woman, The Letters. Um, it's on Instagram too. It's really easy to find. But I. Um, I love it because I use photos. Some are of me modeling, but a lot of them are of my friends or I use different photographers that I really respect in the industry that have a good eye for capturing things that inspire me and my creative flow. So when I see, if you look at the Instagram or, you know, the book on, if you buy the book on Amazon, uh, you could see that each one, you could see the message completely you know, is is infused with what the photo represents. Like you could see, like I, I saw the picture, and like my most recent one um, with with my friend Lariah, and she is looks like she's in, she's in a window sill, but it looks like a box, right? And she's like crowd, crowded, and then she's kind of out, and then she's standing up, and looks like this empowered badass. And for me, I was like, oh my gosh. And so she's also like an artist and she curates artwork for other people. And so I had this whole idea about you being a curator of your own destiny. And stepping outside of the box of what society thinks you should be in, right? Um, and I'm, I'm getting excited just no, talking I love about that. it because. Yes, so yes. we got a tagger in this podcast too. Everybody that I've said their name. There's been a we'll ton link, of people. We'll
2: link them all up. <laughs> You writing these down? Yeah, yeah we'll link but
1: them all up. but she's uh yeah. But if you see that, that's my mo- most recent one on my um, dear woman Instagram, and uh, that's going to be in the next in the next book. But that's my most recent one, and it, it was just really powerful. So when I do, when I do keynotes where I do women's empowerment talks, you know, a lot of times there'll be different themes. They'll ask, like, can you talk about this theme or that theme or um, whatever? And then, you know, I've got that dear woman. That's kind of the basis of it.
2: Yeah, I've seen a couple of these on Instagram. I've seen a lot of them on Instagram, Facebook. uh, I think you may have posted some on Snapchat as well.
1: Mm -hmm, And Pinterest. And yeah, I've got a Pinterest board for them.
2: So I see... One thing that I know that I maybe I'm wrong, but I've seen a lot of coaches uh, out there in social media. They kind of post these things of their clients or, you know, pictures of themselves. One thing I I really like about your social media or anything that you post, you're very honest. I saw a post from you today. And yeah, you you don't make it seem like, hey, this is super easy. Listen, I'm just (laughs) 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 so so. uh, what makes you be that honest? You know, why are you so honest with with just telling your struggles of, you know, dieting and...
1: Because people don't want bullshit. People want real, you know? And it's fun to look at smoke and mirrors and pretend, wow, but that's not what people relate to. You know, people want to see a real person. Motivating you for real is my hashtag that I trademarked about seven years ago. Woke up in the middle of the night, thought of it. And trademark, I trademarked everything, my name, everything. So, but that real motivating you for real, the whole concept of that is me staying true to being as real as I possibly can. You know, almost 48, a mother of two, I've been in the military, I've been in this business a long time. I've had ups, I've had downs. And honesty is always the best policy. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you that I don't like to post something where it's a better side of me or I look good. You know, I'm not going to post an ugly, Awful picture of me, like right out of bed in the morning. Like, I mean, I have posted pictures without makeup or without my eyebrows on. I have. Um, But for me, like that post this morning was specifically about last night. Um, Aaron and I go out every Wednesday and you know with me being 11 weeks out in my prep I can't drink and normally what I would do like for the past 32 competitions is the last 11 weeks I basically wouldn't leave the house because I don't do good in social situations where there's alcohol if I'm not able to drink because that's just been my life. And I got to the point where one of my best friends just got diagnosed with colon cancer, and she's close to my age, and it freaked me out. And I'm like, you know what, that's why, the studio is opening, you know what I mean? And these things, like, I'm not gonna sit in my house and hide because I can't figure out how to have club soda lime with crystallite sangria flavored drops, like what what is wrong with me? Because what would I tell a client, you know? Put on your big girl underwear, right? Get out of the house for crying out loud. What's your problem, right? And so, and it's not easy because I'm going to tell you, Aaron and I were at Redstone last night, and I was sitting there uncomfortable. Like, I, she could tell and she worked with me through it. Like, she's just like, relax, you know? You don't need to have a glass of wine. Like, relax. Like, it's not easy. And I know there's a lot of people that can relate because I have messages all morning long from people that completely related to what I posted this morning. Yeah,
2: I can relate 100%. Because, I
1: mean, I was in the Navy and I drank all the time. You know, my husband drinks beer and I, all my friends drink. I don't know if I have a friend except Lori in the city who doesn't drink. and And it's like, that's just part of the social aspect. But I don't want to lose 11 weeks or more of my life. And furthermore, I'd like to be able to go out and just feel comfortable with club soda with the, you know, and lime and not feel like I always have to have a drink. Like sometimes I want to have a glass of wine or whatever, but I don't want to feel like if I want to socialize that that has to be part of it. So I'm, this is going to be a little bit of a growing period for me, and I'll document it as we go. But I'm, I'm happy because I'm able to do it. I'm doing it. You know, I'm getting at getting out there, sitting at the bar, like not even at a table, at the bar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the problem is having that support team around you. Yes. I imagine it takes a village. Yeah, to to do this, to do that. I mean, yeah, most of my friends same way. I'm from I'm from Wisconsin, so mm-hmm. I know people like to drink there yeah. quite a bit.
1: Yeah, people drink everywhere.
0: Um Yeah, but I mean that's that's the hardest part really is do you have cheerleaders in your corner mm-hmm. a team in your corner that can say uh-uh-uh don't do that yeah don't don't do that it's gonna be okay yeah it's it's tough yeah. I mean you, I went
2: to your pool potter party and uh you know I, I think I told you there you know the food's the easy part you know it's well my wife helps me with that she makes sure it's all done and packed for me but I mean all I do is follow it and, and eat what it tells me to eat yeah. but when you're in a social situation and you know, it's just something about, I just
0: kind of want to have a beer. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about motivational speaker. Okay. Where Do you have anything scheduled coming up that you're doing? Um, anything soon?
1: Not not towards the end of the year. I have a couple things that are scheduled next year. People schedule like a year, a year out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there's some women's empowerment summits that are coming up. Um, still working out details and dates on there for next year. But I did a couple of really fit, fearless, um, happy, the most recent one that I did that was phenomenal. Like there was these, all these amazing women, we were all talking about like our stories and stuff. But um, I mean, I always post when something comes up. And like I haven't been out there trying to get speaking gigs right now with the studio opening because I want to focus on that. But once that opens, I'm going to be doing speaking there, like creating seminars where I want people to come to me. You know, I love it. Yeah.
0: Um, where can people find you? You said you're on all the social media platforms. What's the um, what are the handles that they need to remember?
1: Well, the most the best thing to remember is motivating you. M O T I V as in Victor, the number eight, N, and then the letter U. So motivating you, and if you you know use that as a foundation for any kind of search for me, motivatingyou.com. Um, that's going to be the attachment for you know anything, and then spelling my name correctly because Stacy S T A C I, Stacy Boyer. If you spell my name correctly and you put it into your browser. Everything from all of my websites to Twitter to my YouTube channels to my podcasts on Stitcher and iTunes and SoundCloud, like Instagram, my three Instagrams, all of that stuff comes up. So easy, easy to find. Spell my name right. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I tried. It's trademarked. It's important. (laughs) I tried.
0: I tried searching you the other day, and I did it wrong too. What were you looking up? Stacey. Never again. You won't let that happen again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, as we wrap up here, uh, we like to finish with kind of one final thought. But first, I want to commend you on the work you're doing to kind of better people's lives. I know on our show, we are really, really blessed to be able to get insights from experts such as yourself. We don't claim to be experts. Yeah. they
2: They just happen to come in and talk to
0: us. Yeah, exactly. So... I'm really glad we got to sit down with you today. This is my first time meeting you, so I'm really glad. But yeah, I want to commend you on what you're doing. You're definitely taking a different approach to this than a lot of other people in the industry. So that's really refreshing. Yay. So I thank you for that. I like that. Um, As we wrap up here, I always like to finish with one final question. If you could leave the listeners, we've covered so many topics today. Leave them with two tips, pointers, two takeaways um, in regards to either health and fitness or just generally kind of what you discussed today?
1: Well, I, I, always, I get asked this question a lot. And then there's two things I always say. And one of them is one of my quotes that's in, in my book. And then um, because I think people are, no matter what your goals are, their health, their fitness, their life, their work, whatever, I always like to tell them that strength is not defined by the absence of moments of weakness, but more in our ability to overcome those moments. And I want people to know that it's okay to fall, to fail, because the more that we do that, the more that we will succeed. So that is key in anything that we do. And at the end of the day, if you go to bed at night, I want everybody to ask themselves, was I kind to myself today? And if you can't answer that with a certain yes, you have to revisit what you're doing. Are you not putting yourself on the top of your to-do list? Are you saying negative things to yourself in the mirror? What is it that you're doing that is causing you to not be kind to you? And I think that a lot of things fall into place after that.
0: That's the best answer we've ever had on the show. Yes we're two we're two episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry michael right wasn't he episode one
1: <laughs>
0: knocked that one out of the park how are we going to top that one i don't think we will <laughs> i don't think we will
1: let me know on episode 10 if i'm still exactly. in the running <laughs> well
0: uh, <laughs> well we're we're again thank you so much for Driving all the way out here, <laughs> taking welcome. this time out of your day. My pleasure. I had a great time. I know the listeners took a ton away from this. Good. So thank you again. We're going to have, have to have you back on because, I mean, we. I feel like we really only There's so much more. tip of the iceberg. Yeah.
1: yeah, when the studio opens, too. Like, we should oh, yeah. do a live podcast in there. I completely uh.
0: agree. This is mobile. Yes. The yeah. studio goes anywhere. It would be awesome. All right. We'll cool. make sure to have you back on. So, thank again, you. thank you. Um, next week on the show, guys, I am going to speak with seven-time Ironman competitor, Helen White. She's battled cancer, personal mm. trainer. She's overcome a lot. So that'll be an excellent episode. Make sure you guys tune in. Uh, again, th- a special thanks to our sponsors today, Motivating You and Eco Gym. Make sure you guys go check them out. We'll have everything linked up in the show notes on the YouTube channel there and on our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day.